0: Please listen carefully.
1: And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the
0: Assuming Positions Podcast featuring two guys high fiving with words Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the
1: podcast, we're doing another Assumption. Ooh, fresh off the take. I love it.
0: Mm -hmm. An Assumption is basically a movie or television review. We assume our positions on new media.
1: Yeah, there's nothing. It's not a reboot. It's not a remake, which we have already given our stances about on previous podcasts. This is fresh new material, mm-hmm. uh, kind of. But yes, yes, we usually wait because we will t- we don't want to do that thing that
0: people do where we do the like little review and then the spoiler review, like behind a paywall or whatever. We just we just wait.
1: I hear you. So. I'm going to hard tangent right now, though, just for your off the dome opinion, Mm. because that's something I've been running into just as a nerd that consumes nerd media. Yeah. It seems like everybody has an opinion right when something comes out Mm. and I'm kind of against it. Hmm. Yeah. Like usually like in the nerd sphere, there's usually like a spoiler alert or I'll give you my opinion, but I won't tell you too much so Mm -hmm. you can enjoy it. Right. It seems like that's gone away. Uh. Maybe just me. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, that thing comes from like the old time critics who would see the movie and then they would write an article and then come out in the paper. So there was a time thing there and they had True. to they had to be vague because it was put in a section where you're looking to see what movies you'd be doing.
1: True. But even then, there was like a wait time, like an embargo or whatever. Like you had to wait like a couple of weeks after something premiered for you to have your opinion on it.
0: Well, you're right. They usually would see, they would usually see it before. They'd usually see it, but they wouldn't see it on the premiere night ever. They'd see oh. it, they see it ahead of time. Absolutely. They always would. Okay. So. Siskel and Ebert sitting there next to each other in an empty Chicago theater watching the movie and then getting on TV and disagreeing about it. <laughs>
1: Which was the best, and which is what we're doing here? But I interrupted you before even we even got into what oh, we're talking fine. about. So, go oh forward. yeah, what
0: they're like? What are you gonna do? Well, it's written on the title. Read on your iPod. <laughs> uh, iPod. Who uses iPod anyway? We are doing 2022's
1: Prey. Yes, Hulu original Prey, the fifth installment in the Predator series. Yeah, we talked about this on Nerd Alerts and
0: kind of the excitement and how. It kind of is kind of leaning in. And
1: I've been noticing a
0: lot of this. And a lot of people listen to this and don't give us any credit. People listen to our podcast and don't give us (laughs) any credit. We need credit. I've always said stop taking stupid Western white media and then changing the color of everyone and being like, here, now we're inclusive. 100%. Go find the stories of the people you want to include and tell those stories. Because guess what? Those stories will be new. And I want new I'm tired of reboots. Yep. And just taking a thing that used to have white people in it and making them not white is just a reboot again. Absolutely. So give me the new stories. And between this and thing and tangentially related to this, things like reservation dogs. For sure. And, and things like, and there's that new, what is it, the Warrior Queen? Or there's some new movie coming out. And it's like in Africa. And it's like, I think Viola Davis is in it. I think. But there are these, it's. it's I'm ba- with you. When I saw the like the commercial for it, I was like, oh, this is Black Panther two or whatever, but it's not. It's its, its not. own thing. There you go. It's like the warrior queen. I forget what, I forget what it's called. Anyway, yes, more stuff like that.
1: Instead of just telling us the stories we've already been told, like there are people that do their good spin on things. That's mm-hmm. fine. But I'm with you. I would much rather like here's a story I know that most people don't know. Yes. And we're talking about Prey, which is part of the Predator series. People know Predator. Mm-hmm. But this is something entirely new. Like, this is a new story in this realm, and it's all the better for it. Yes.
0: And how often is anything set in 1719 <laughs> North America? I mean, it is such a... I'm a huge history buff. And Absolutely. when that date popped up, I'm like, that is the most rando date. It's not 1776. Nope. It's not like... You know, it's, This is like, I couldn't even tell you when George Washington was born, but I don't even know if he's alive yet.
1: But that also kind of doesn't even matter because the location they give you with that time card, yes, it's 1719, but it also just says Northwest Territories. Yes. You're not in a state. You're not necessarily in a country. You're just, this is the region that our story is in. Yes. So like, oh, wonderful. Yes. Enough detail, but vague enough that you don't have to think about Mm -hmm, it too hard. mm -hmm.
0: Who's in prey,
1: right? That's where we like to go. Oh, we start with the cast. Absolutely, I will say. Well, I want to start with the director.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, Cloverfield, so right?
1: That's it. Yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane, yes. which is technically the sequel to, to Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Yes, both are good. I did like Ten Cloverfield Lane because it had such a twist on the genre. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that was sort of my preconceived notion going into it. That's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's gonna d- he's gonna take what's already established and do a little twist mm-hmm. on it. That paid off. But it's Dan Trachtenberg. He he's done Ten Cloverfield Lane, like we're saying, but he's done also like he's had experience in TV with Black Mirror and The Boys, mm-hmm. which are both sort of properties that are pulling a twist on what mm-hmm. you usually expect. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a whole lot of hype going into that one.
0: He's kind of a new young director. I think he's only like forty one or something like that. Mm-hmm. And
1: this is his second actual feature yeah. film.
0: Yeah, and well, first of all, let's get into that since we're kind of talking about the director and the the overall, it, this is a beautiful looking movie. Absolutely. I, I actually think it's a shame that it's only on streaming. I would love to see this movie on a big screen. Just the, the vistas and the forests and the mountains. and
1: I, I didn't even check, did that? Yeah. So... I guess I'm correct in assuming this didn't even have a theatrical release. Not that I know of. Oh, that is a shame. I, yeah. This would work perfectly in a theater. I'm I know.
0: You. It's it's beautiful. And my, my TV's not that big. <laughs> so I wish my TV was bigger for this
1: one. Well, you're talking to the uh, millennial that watches everything on his iPad. So even yeah. then, it's like eh, 10 inches. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it's it's a beautiful looking movie for for sure, and I hope maybe it's gotten a great reception, whether what we think or not. True. Uh, so maybe it'll get a theatrical release, and maybe it had a short one. I don't know. I don't. I never saw it in theaters around here.
1: I did not, but I do know that it did crush records as far as like streaming release. Yeah. So maybe that'll elevate it for the next one because they're definitely getting a next one. But mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about the cast as well. Uh, we got Amber Mid-Thunder. Awesome name. I love Dakota Beavers, Michelle Thresh, Stormy Kip, Julian Black Antelope, yes. Bennett Taylor, and Dane, I, I'm going to butcher his last name, I'm sorry, but De, Deligro? De Legero, DeLagero. So he's okay. a French guy, right? Yeah. it's probably DeLagero. He was in the Predator costume, so didn't get many spoken lines, but mm-hmm. from the rest of these names, you know that they're sort of... Like we already have the, I said this in Nerd Alerts, we already have the concept that this is Comanche-based predator movie. Mm -hmm. And they have these Comanche representative people. Mm -hmm. Wonderful.
0: Yeah, when when I was watching it, I was like, why does Amber Mid-Thunder look so familiar? And then I I realized Reservation Dogs just released one of its, it's currently releasing episodes also on Hulu. Yeah. And the last episode has Amber Mid-Thunder as, like, a guest star in it.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay, that's awesome. And
0: I'm, like, sitting there, and the characters couldn't be any more different from each other other than the fact that they're both uh, Native Americans, but Reservation Dogs is a comedy dramedy, really. It's really a dramedy. Oh, but well Uh, worth your time. And the character that she plays in there is basically a comic character, so just the range in this actress is wonderful. Absolutely. And, like I said, her name is
1: so fun to say. (laughs) Mid-Thunder. What happens mid-Thunder? It's mid-Thunder, yeah. Action and hunting, apparently, <laughs> based on this movie. But the basic premise is, like we said, we we're in 1719. This is the predator that you know and love, the predator that goes out and hunts for sport, mm-hmm. which, hilarious, here's my tangent right now, shouldn't actually be called a predator because a predator hunts to eat. Yeah, that's true. The predator that we know and love as a character hunts for sport and, and mm-hmm, kill, yeah. just for the trophies. hmm There's not a word for it, but it should probably be called that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this is another predator story. For the first time ever, we're going back in time. We're going to 1719, and he's interacting with a Comanche tribe. But outside of that, even if you took the predator out of it, we have such a great story. It It
0: is. I know. Yeah. Amber Midtheader is playing Naru. Yes. Who is a young Comanche warrior. And it's interesting, too, because I haven't seen, a, I'm surprised, I haven't seen a lot of it. I've, I've smelled a little bit of it on mm-hmm. the internet. Okay, But I've also, like I said, I'm a history buff. I've read lots of books. My dad was super into Native American history, so he had a lot of books that he gotcha. shared with me and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Native Americans, a lot of the tribes were very much like people in the tribe play to their strengths. I and gotcha. it didn't matter if they were male or female it was if you were good at something that benefits the tribe. I hear you. So they would let you do that. I so hear you. So there were women hunters and men gatherers mm-hmm. and all that stuff and it wasn't it wasn't to be inclusive. Nope. It was because it benefited the tribe.
1: And you're talking about a tribe that's maybe like 30 people strong? Right. Maybe 100 at tops. Tops. I mean, you want to survive then let people that are good at what they do. Be good at what they yes, do. Yes,
0: so absolutely. It just makes sense. Naru is she's really good at her. Her mother is like a medicine woman. It mm-hmm. seems like so she's taught her a lot of the medicine. Her father is, is all we know is her father's dead and left her his tomahawk. Yep, and that means a lot towards her. her. like prized possession. And also in her in her home with her is her brother mm-hmm. Taibi. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Ta taibi taibi Tabe. There's two A's like, in there, yeah, so it's ta-be. weird. Tabe. But you have to, Tabe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's funny, just to cut you off right uh-huh. there, so they never really explain any of this. No, It's great. I know. It's weird what we say that's great, but I love it. We've always talked about this, and this is another example that we can point to. It's it's show, don't tell. Right. They don't tell you that, oh, this is Tabe, and he's the brother of Naru no. and this is their mother. No. They don't say any of that. Nope. All you see is Naru and Tabe talking about the big hunt, uh-huh. the Kutamia, mm-hmm. to bring back the Comanche word. Just their conversation about having the big hunt and are you ready? And they're sort of ribbing each other and mm-hmm. like giving each other crap. You can tell, oh, these are brother and sister. Right. Like it's not a romantic interest. No. They're part of the same tribe, but mm-hmm. the amount of crap that Tabe given him and she gives it back, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, brother and sister. I love it.
0: Right. Yeah. It establishes it when he shows up in the tent, like he lives there, <laughs> you know? Or teepee. It's a teepee is what it is. Speaking of the, the language, did you know this was. The first film ever released, both in
1: English and Comanche. <laughs> Only because of my research, but I didn't know it was the only one in Comanche. I I do know that there exists a version of this movie that all the English that you hear does have a Comanche version. Yes. I didn't know this was like the first one to do that, though. Yeah,
0: you watched the English version because Comanche version is right there.
1: (laughs) It is right there. It is in the audio options, but my streaming defaults to English with subtitles because I am a guy.
0: Well, yeah, but the Comanche version actually isn't a separate one. It's like a separate, like literally it says... Pray and uh-huh. then pray Comanche version. I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, and you have to go in there and turn on the English subtitles to, it's not to understand what they're saying.
1: I would totally do that though.
0: So, and apparently, the director was struggling whether to film it literally in Comanche and then put the subtitles or dub it afterwards. Yes. Or the other way around, but yeah. he he just decided to go with, you understand Comanche when you're watching this movie, basically. So we'll we'll do it in English but to still honor them because they had the whole script in Comanche. That's awesome. So then they just had them all do ADR in the Comanche. So I watched a little bit of it in Comanche Mm -hmm. and it's really, really cool. I believe Um, it. They do the dub very, very well. Like very well. Like it was confusing. I was sitting there going like <laughs> if I hadn't had just watched the movie Gotcha. I would have thought they reshot it. But I could tell that everything was the same. I believe it. They just did the dub really well. It matched very well. And there are times when they say Comanche words even in the English version. True. So it would kind of like mix up there and flow in.
1: And they never really explain it. Like you can you can get the idea from context, obviously. But they throw it in there as like a natural. It's kind of like what Miss Marvel did for like just that lore and like commonality. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing for this. It's just let it wash over you. Mm-hmm. If you want to go look it up, you can. You'll find out what it is. Yeah. But we're not gonna we're not gonna force feed you or hand feed you or whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. just like here you go. I would totally watch the whole Comanche version because that's like. Mel Gibson did that with Passion of the Christ. Mm -hmm. He did Aramaic. Yeah. That's a great time. You can watch Mad Max Fury Road without any dialogue. I've done that. That's a good time. Mm -hmm. Hunt for Red October. Like they had that whole setup where it was, they were speaking in Russian and then there's that scene change where they say, oh, it's English audiences. So let's switch it back to Mm -hmm. English. But they almost did that same thing. Yes, yes. So.
0: They do kind of do it. I don't I don't know if it was on purpose, but mm-hmm. initially she's kind of talking to her dog yes. in Comanche, mm-hmm. and then it kind of goes into that. But it's interesting because Nehru, she wants to hunt. She knows she's good at it. Her, her, why else did dad give me this tomahawk? Is exactly. basically she tells. She doesn't literally tell her mother. This is, again, it's a show-not-tell thing mm-hmm. because she's like, your father didn't give you that tomahawk to hunt. Should he give it to, cut, to dig up roots? Chop down beetroot. Yeah, and she's like, no, nah, I think you might have given it to me to hunt. So you, you kind of get this context that her father was the one who put the idea in her head. Yes. And her brother, we we established, her brother is like the best hunter in the tribe mm-hmm. and is very supportive of his sister, but almost in kind of like a... Uh, I like him a lot. I like the performance. Dakota. First of all, he's a handsome fella. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Especially with the last name Beavers. I mean, come on now. (laughs) But but he's a a great actor. Like I said, there's not a lot of like, you are my sister and I support you. Like the the telling thing, the showing thing through his performance and acting. You can see how much he loves his sister and, and is supportive of what she wants to do, but also at the same time is really protective of her and kind of sees an opportunity at one point to try and use her failure to try and make her not try and do. I think it's scared him because when she went out on the hunt. Yes. We'll jump over the all over the place, everyone, Let's and spoil go. all kinds of things. <laughs> but, uh, when she goes out on the hunt for that mountain lion. Yes. She's almost successful, but she, she basically softens the lion up for him, but also gets herself knocked out in the process. Mm-hmm. And I took from it. I don't know. Let me know what you think. But I took from it is that whole thing scared him in a way. Like, my sister almost died,
1: and he had to you carry know? her back. He yeah. was the one that rescued her right. Yes.
0: and then he he didn't tell her until later in the movie that you soft, uh, the only reason I was able to kill that lion is because you softened him up for me.
1: but then he gives her the compliment is that you see the things that I miss. right. That's also a theme like that's later in the movie. And no, I'm totally with you. Like this relationship, they just sort of establish it never really dig into it. It's just exist as it is and it's wonderful. He gives her the brother hard time. He's like, Hey, you know your big hun's coming up. Yeah. Oh, well, you know you gotta prove yourself. Yeah. I already proved myself because I'm a hero, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think you can step up to it. Like yeah. egging her on as a big brother would. Yeah. But every time like his sister has an idea where they're in their group, like hunting and using bait, and we should be in this tree and we should wait. And all that you know, Comanche is like, don't wait, go for the kill, Mm. we're on horses, let's go right now. That's the Comanche way. Mm. But his sister has some good ideas, and every once in a while he does say, hey, let's listen to my sister. So for as much guff as he gives her, being the older brother, he's the cool enough guy to recognize, oh, she has a good idea, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And so they do the bait thing, and like, yes, she does get weakened, and he has to take her back, but he's also cool enough to recognize that I only was successful because you had that idea. Right. Like it it's it's really touching.
0: Yeah, it is. And again, I think part of the problem that's happening nowadays is like people are like looking for things. They're like, Where's the wokeness in here? <laughs> I'm gonna call it out. And fair I Fair enough, d- fair enough. And I don't do that. I, I don't. I just watch the thing. Exactly. Right. And sure, sometimes it does hit you in the in the face, but none of the stuff hit me in the face, like I said. I'm kind of defending it. Mm-hmm. But I know that Native Americans would do whatever. And then when when one of the one of the Braves, I think they call them Braves in the command, you know, he he's lost to because there's mountain lions running around. That's the problem. The initial problem before we even get to the predator. Is that there is another predator, a mountain lion, yes. that's wreaking havoc because they're trying to get go hunting and do the things they need to do to survive because they're Absolutely. hunter-gatherers. Absolutely. There's a freaking lion out there. It makes it harder on them. And one of the Braves has gone missing, and they think the lion is the problem. So they go out there. They send a party out. And she kind of like sneaks along and then eventually tags along with them. Yep. And some of the guys in the party are like, oh, well, what the heck? It's like, go back to the village and be a medicine woman like your mother.
1: Yeah, you're getting in the way.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people see that as like, oh, look, because a girl. And to me, I saw that as it's because it's his little sister. That's how I I, I didn't read it. This was, and it wasn't until after when I was like, I'm with Because I never even thought of that point. I thought of that guy being, a, first of all, he's just a jerk. Jerks exist And <laughs> the guy with the red feathers. Uh, Jerks exist in all (laughs) walks of life.
1: I know what I'm doing. You're getting in the way. Yeah.
0: But I took it as like, he's kind of the jerky guy. He's jealous of her brother because he's like the man. Absolutely. And he's probably always like, because he says, my sister, no, I want my sister here. Everyone else is going to go along with it. Except this guy's like, oh, God. (laughs) ah, you know what I mean? And who knows what happened in their past? Maybe one time he was like, hey, you want to go on a date or something? And she's like, no. (laughs) And so who knows what went on in their past?
1: Or it could just be... Because later
0: on they fight like they dated at one point. (laughs) No, They take take it out on each other for sure.
1: (laughs) But you said you already crushed it with the explanation up front is that everybody does to their ability what is good in their abilities. Uh They establish again showing not telling but do a great job of letting you know she always keeps her axe sharpened she knows the the roots and vegetables that are healing mm-hmm. or bad or good yeah that's what she learned from mm-hmm. her mother she has a strong older brother that yeah. tells her like hey if you want to be a hunter you probably shouldn't but if you're going to be I'll still give you the advice exactly, anyway exactly right and she takes all of that and it's so it's all justified it's like you were saying, just play to your strength. And she just happens to be the best tracker and hunter with the rest of them. Yeah. Like to shut that down because she's female, I guess that, you know, you could do that storyline or you could amplify it to be woke or whatever. But it just I didn't
0: read it that way. I didn't. Same. Yeah. And plus, she has an awesome dog with her. Let's talk about her dog. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I was like, please don't kill the dog as I'm watching this.
1: (laughs) That was my only only comment, but yes.
0: And uh, initially the poor dog gets his uh, tail caught in like a metal, it wasn't a bear trap because those are big ones. It was probably like a fox trap or something. Something Um, for fur, yes. But it was a fur trap, yes. One of those old snappy ones from cartoons, but they're actually real things. And this was another show not tell. I was like so intrigued that, it was obvious that this was the first time she'd ever seen one of those. Absolutely. She saves her dog and it's a, thankfully it's just his tail and she knows they also show how she knows the medicine she takes some stuff crushes it up rubs it into his wound and then she's like looking at this trap like what in the heck mm-hmm. is this thing?
1: Why does it have a chain on it? Yeah,
0: here? it's really interesting because it's like a parallel there's a parallel thing here. You got this technological thing from space coming mm-hmm. down and kind of invading and messing with stuff, and then you got this technological thing
1: from Europe. That's it. It's lower tech, but to her... They're both foreign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the whole point of it. This is just smart movie making, because mm-hmm. you establish that she knows what she knows. She's a great tracker, she's a great hunter, she knows her herbs. Now we throw things that she hasn't encountered before, and she still sort of understands them appropriately. Yeah, right, 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 right. That's just smart building, whether it be the fur trap, whether it be an alien that has yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tri dot laser homing on it. That's please. the
0: that's the thing. She is they, they established that she's just very intelligent. She's oh. just really smart. That's it. And she doesn't see that trap and be like, oh, witchery or whatever. I don't know. what, But she's just (laughs) like, what the heck is this thing? This thing is crazy. And you can tell she's trying to figure out how it works in some way. But then she gets distracted because she hears the predator ship. The Thunderbird. Uh, Yeah. And she thinks it's a Thunderbird. She thinks it's a sign, which is I thought that was awesome. It like made total sense.
1: And especially because they tie it into the whole like there will be a sign when you're ready for your big hunt.
0: Right, right,
1: right. It all makes sense. Yeah,
0: it was great. But like we said, her brother is like she's coming with us because she knows medicine, and I like having a medic out here basically. <laughs> yep. While we're there's a lion on the loose, but they do find their party member, and he indeed had been attacked by the mountain lion. Mm-hmm. And she starts putting all her herbs on there, and it's awesome to see that like they have this cool almost little montage of them making a litter like a stretcher. Oh yeah. You know, and then and then grabbing the things they need to make torches and because it's getting dark.
1: It was great. It was just using the land to make what they need. And uh, solving the situation as efficiently, as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, the best. I'm with you. Yeah.
0: But then she turns to her brother, and she's like, why didn't the lion kill him? What could scare a lion away? And That's when she finds the big footprint.
1: And this is where they start giving her an advantage because... It's almost, I don't know if it's dumb, like, male hunter used to what he's already seeing or, like, putting your ear to the ground and hearing, like, hoof beats and you think horses are zebras. She is the one that's like, yes, things are bad. Yes, we got the mountain lion. Yes, we found this person we're missing, but something's still off. Yeah, oh.
0: well, you know, because she found the snake that had been, like, just stripped.
1: Who does that? Yeah, yes.
0: that was a who does that she found a footprint that the guys were like it's a bear footprint
1: (laughs) too big for a bear
0: and she was like but a bear just walking around on his hind legs the whole time yep and yeah bears do that but it seemed a little and they're like it's kind of funny because they're almost like how cops are in some more modern things where it's like look he obviously got attacked by a lion then a bear showed up (laughs) scared the lion off we're done let's go back to camp you know
1: I do know, I think, I don't know if you know this, but I think the old Mitch Hedberg joke is like, can you imagine being killed by an arrow and the cops had to solve it? Be like, oh, an arrow killed that guy. Let's go that way. And he just goes in the direction that the (laughs) arrow still points. It's that sort of thinking. Yeah. Ridiculous. But absolutely, in this case. Yeah. (laughs) But this is where we get a little beat. Like There is more that happens, but... Mm -hmm. There's so much little detail in this movie that is essentially, this is an action movie. Yeah, It's it's an hour and 40 minutes. Mikey's perfect runtime. All the previous Predator movies have been an hour and 47, 48 minutes. Mm -hmm. Perfect movie runtime. But this fits into it because they're doing all these little details to give you hints. This is the first of, I think, three, but they show the prey predator train in auxiliary. So Mm -hmm. the Predator's here. We saw a ship come down. We do see him invisible in his cloak shield. But we see an ant crawling up this invisible wall. Yeah. And then a rodent eats the ant. And then a snake eats the rodent. And then the predator gets the snake. Uh They do that so many times, but it's just like the chain like it's a visual reinforcement of prey, predator, prey, predator. It's so it's so minute. But every time it happened, I'm like, that's so good.
0: Yeah. And it was also kind of establishing that. The predator himself was working his way up the food chain. Exactly. Harder and harder
1: prey. It all ties in. Yeah. Like which one do I ignore? Which one do I go after? Oh, the worthy yeah. foe. Yeah. Because I am the predator, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And that's kind of been
0: established in the earlier movies. One and two for sure.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: and then what do we say? Alien versus predator doesn't count. Apparently. <laughs> well,
1: let's get into it. What's your history with the predator franchise?
0: Okay, I've seen 1 and 2 in Alien versus Predator which apparently doesn't count,
1: <laughs> not in this canon, but yes.
0: And then I didn't see those other ones. Oh, okay. I didn't even know they existed. I literally thought it was just those 3 that existed.
1: I think it's the fun part though that if you've only seen the even if you've only seen the first one or even the second one, you kind of get the concept like yeah, it yeah, yeah. never really changes. Mm-hmm. That's the fun thing about it is like even from movie to movie there's no continuing character. It's mm-hmm. always a new situation. Every time, mm-hmm. so each one is almost a standoff. Yeah, that's true. I'm with you. AVP doesn't count because apparently that's outside the canyon, but interesting. They're all worth through time. Yeah, I it
0: helps a little bit watching the other ones to know what the predator's up to, sort of
1: for this movie for sure, because they don't explain anything yeah, about the predator, right. it's just he's an invisible guy that's showing up to yeah. wreak havoc.
0: Because that him getting the wolf and then taking his head and using his whatever weird technology to make all the flesh go away so he just has the skull and then yes. putting it on his belt. Mm-hmm. If you know predator lore, that's significant. That's like his trophy. He's like, I got one of these now. What's next? He's not going to kill any more wolves ever again because he's got the wolf. That's it. So what? what's next? Do they have like a collection?
1: That's so fun because that's the first time... That I know of, being a a, a Predator fan, that we see that dissolving sort of trophy-making liquid. Mm -hmm. So first time for that, if you have seen Predator 2, you've seen the trophy room. And Mm it's all just skulls. And you see alien skulls in there, xenomorphs. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of an Easter egg tie-in. And you're like, oh, I know where this goes. But do they explain any of it? No. It's just like, this is what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And like we said earlier, her brother goes off after the lion. Yes. Sends her back. And she's like, I'm not going back. I'm going after my brother because I'm scared of th- this other thing that's out here.
1: Yeah. She knows something's up other yeah. than the lion.
0: And then the guy with the red feathers is like, okay, God. <laughs> she's like, go with him, other red shirt guy. <laughs> So you know when they go, and that's what we're talking about. She kind of comes up with a plan, and then <laughs> that one guy ends up totally getting redshirted. Absolutely. While he said he's like, "Have you ever even seen a mountain lion before?" Its teeth are like air. Ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's so it, it's funny because it's in this context, it's periodic and historical, and mm-hmm. supposed to be like historically accurate. But if you are familiar with the Predator universe, there has to be at least eighty percent of bodies that aren't going to see the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is absolutely part of Uh it. It's just like and the
0: jerkier they are, the sooner they die. Absolutely. If
1: if I've only heard your name once, sorry, the Predator is going to get you.
0: And when you're describing something, you know,
1: (laughs) right as it happens to Uh you. Oh yeah.
0: So he got eaten, and then she faced off against the lion, actually wounded it, but she didn't know because she got knocked out. Yep. And then her brother came back with it, and was they had a big party. and They made him war chief. Yeah, they made him war chief. And she's like,
1: man. That is the bummer. She is like, man, but we already hinted at it earlier. I do like the beat that they give towards the end when he's like, yes, I brought back the mountain lion's head, but you see what I missed. Like, yeah. That was a sort of nice uh, well, yeah, resolution to that. Well, yeah, because he
0: basically, like I said apparent to me at least that he was like oh this is an opportunity to scare her off from doing this anymore because she almost died that's true i literally think he was he's concerned yes like before it was all fun and games they're Mm. screwing around oh absolutely you know and now it's like my sister almost got killed by that lion and i really don't want that so i if i can discourage her Mm -hmm. from this I'm gonna. And that's what he did because that's why because he made a turn there. He went from being really supportive to kind of being a jerk like everyone else. That's true. But I think he was doing it out of concern.
1: Especially because he saw her fall and was the one that had to bring her back. Exactly. That leads us to the awesome montage that we get where she's adding uh, uh, ropes to her axes making them retractable axes and she's sharpening them and, and honing up her skills but it's around this time she gets stuck in quicksand. Yeah, quicksand. I'm sorry. This was this. This is a minor two cents for me, only because I'm a millennial. I grew up when cartoons said, hey, quicksand is a thing. Yeah. Watch out for quicksand. It is a thing, though. It isn't a thing. It is a thing. It's not a thing. It
0: is a thing. Okay, go. Well, I saw, like, oh, what was it? Was it Bear Grylls? Was it Survivor Man? It was something like that. It was one of those survivalist shows where gotcha. they actually had quicksand. And they like showed you what happens when you get in it. Like he went in there. Yeah. And he's like, well, it doesn't really suck you down, but it's like super thick water. And yeah, you can drown in it if you don't know how to swim. Yes. And it's super like, it's super tiring to swim through. I believe it. And he said the best thing to do in it, see, see, now I know how to get out of it, (laughs) is because it's so dense, you can be really buoyant. You're just supposed to lay on your back. Okay. And float up on your back. Makes sense. And then just like slowly paddle or whatever they call it on your back.
1: Yeah, slow movements to keep
0: yourself buoyant. To get over to
1: the edge. But it is a thing. It's a thing. And I believe you. I don't dispute it, but... Me growing up with the cartoons that I watched it made it seem like it was going to be way more of a yeah, thing. Yeah, no. Th- like it, this you're walking home from school, you're going to get in quicksand. Oh, sure,
0: for sure. And this did work like cartoon quicksand.
1: It really did. Also, but like it also had a nice touch of never-ending story vibes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I expected a tray you and Artex to be oh, there. Oh, yeah. But she got out of it, and it does serve a purpose. Like we're talking about with the bear trap and her I... encountering the predator. Like she doesn't, she's learning how to adapt to new situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which they're showing us, not telling us, but it's all justified. How does she accomplish what she eventually accomplishes? Because we've spent the first 40 minutes of this movie showing that she started off as awesome, mm-hmm. and she continues to get more awesome mm-hmm. based on the encounters that she has.
0: I like that it didn't happen right away. It took her like five tries to get that stupid axe to grapple. That's it. No Mary Sue for her. Yeah, I think one time it like almost hit her in the face. <laughs> When it broke off that one stick.
1: Well, if you're gonna have retractable axes, that is something you have to be concerned about. Yes. It's the scorpion spearhead. Like get you, over
0: here. You say
1: get over here, sometimes just that spearhead's gonna be the only thing that gets over there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's basically, despite what her brother said, she's like, No, I'm gonna go off on my own and I'm gonna find out what this weird track was. Yes. Because I know it wasn't a bear. Yes. But it's something, and I'm gonna go find it. And so we go on, she kind of goes on like we go on a little adventure with, <laughs> with her and her dog. Her big hunt. And one of the first things she finds is all the buffalo that have been skinned, but none of the meat's been used. Yep. And she's like, what is happening right
1: now? And she immediately knows it's a bad thing because we're presented with some people already have this assumed knowledge. But if you don't, you pick it up is that these people use everything. Mm-hmm. They are efficient in all the things that they do, whether it's building a litter or building a trap. Nobody just takes the skin of a yeah. buffalo. So she says a little prayer and gives it honor, mm-hmm. but knows that something's missing. Yeah, she
0: finds a cigar.
1: That's so crazy. She's like, what the heck? A French cigarillo. No. <laughs> yeah, well, basically it was. That introduces our, I guess... The,
0: the best part of the movie, the grizzly bear fight? Yes.
1: <laughs> she. So that's it. So I love this movie just for the, I hate to say bait and switch, because they talk about bait a whole bunch in this movie. <laughs> and that's a little on the nose. But they do a bait and switch a whole bunch. Like, you know it's a predator movie, so they're like, oh, a mountain lion's going crazy. Or like, that's not a mountain lion, that's a predator. But then they show you a mountain lion. Yeah. You're like, okay, it's not a, it's not a mountain lion, it's the predator, but so, oh, it might be a bear, and then they show you a bear, mm-hmm. like they never give you solid footing to be like, oh, this is all the predator being a jerk. No, there's an actual bear, right? And he almost kills my favorite dog, and I almost hate this bear.
0: Yeah, I know. She's like, she's like, oh, this is it, this is it, this is what I'm gonna get the bear, and then her bow malfunctions because she went in the muddy bog. That's it. And it's so funny. It's like her bow jammed.
1: <laughs> that's funny because they foreshadowed that too because she was giving her brother guff about being like, oh, you have to cross the river now. Don't get your bow wet. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- they know that's a thing. Right. Oh. I,
0: yeah, it was great. And yes, her her dog saves her uh, multiple times in this movie. She'd be so dead without that dog.
1: The amount of times this movie put that dog in danger, yeah. though, I almost punched my teeth. <laughs> I was like... You can't do that to me. Like if a dog is injured in this movie, I have to know like it has to be in the the ratings. But like, he's the R2D2 of this movie. Oh, he's the best. No, yeah. Sorry is great. I love that dog to pieces. But they don't tell you whether the dog lives or dies, yeah, yeah. so every time I was like, if you kill the dog, I'm going to turn this off yeah. right now. But the bear did not kill the dog. Yeah.
0: Man, it was she, when The bear's after her, and she goes into the river, and she like swims up into a beaver den. Yes. First of all, a lot of people might not know what, what was happening there, but I grew up in the Northeast, mm-hmm. in, in New Hampshire, and areas where there were beavers and beaver dens readily to be seen. Yes. And I know how a beaver den works. <laughs> and she literally went up the little hole, and she's up in the beaver den, and then the bear's like, they're not going to stop me. I can
1: still uh, smell you. Yeah,
0: I can still smell you. A couple of sticks that some beavers laid out aren't going to stop me, but the predator is. And then that... What was cool about this is that there's a lot of practical effects in, in here. The Predator, for the most part, I've seen behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of that's practical. That's the guy. there's like an eight-foot-tall guy in a crazy suit. Yes. And he pretty much looks just like he does on screen. I believe it. But I'm pretty sure him and the bear fight, because it was all like he was cloaked. I'm sure this was all CGI, but it was awesome CGI. <laughs> it was great. Watching the Predator and the bear just fight and she's just sitting there like i'm just gonna play here in the sticks and hope nothing bad happens and then when he like first of all you think the bear wins oh absolutely and then like he like snurfs and like walks off and doesn't even care about her anymore Mm -hmm. and then the predator gets back up and the bear's like oh no you didn't
1: (laughs) that scene is wonderful and it it's a benefit for both people that are that know the Predator already, or maybe coming new into the series. I can't really speak too much of that because I already know who the Predator mm-hmm. is. But for the first, at least half, maybe even two-thirds of this movie, we only see him encloaked. Mm-hmm. Like, he's invisible. Like, you're only supposed to assume what he is. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, horror movie stuff. Yeah. That's, like, don't reveal until mm-hmm. the third act alien. The gore that happens around that cloak shield yeah. is so visceral. Yeah,
0: he holds the bear up and, and, it's and dripping it's blood. It's dripping him and then he reveals himself in the bear's blood.
1: Even then we don't get a full reveal, but yeah. just the fact that like the beat the, the scenes I was talking about earlier. So like he took out the snake because he's the predator. He took out the wolf because he's the predator. Now he's taking out a bear, you're like, okay, level three. Yeah. I see I see where we're going. And you're like, holy crap. And she's like, "Holy crap! Yeah, I'm just gonna go swim down. I'm just
0: gonna get into the river and go down the rapids and see you later. This is too much for me. Yeah. Ugh. Again, she's smart. <laughs> we said she's intelligent.
1: Two cents that I do have to point out mm-hmm. because I noticed it in this scene, though a little bit with the like the axe training and her whole rope montage thing, but the sound design for this movie. Yeah, especially because we don't see the predator we just see animals fighting mm-hmm. and it they're clashing in the river with the woods the sound design is amazing mm-hmm. for this movie like yeah, everything yeah. hits it sounds real whoever the foley artist was i don't have your name i'm sorry but the foley in this movie is astounding
0: yeah very good use of the they use the predator clicking almost like you know almost like you know ch- ch- ch-
1: oh, absolutely go, go, go. horror movie yeah. again <laughs>
0: She gets picked up by the the party that was sent out to look for. Yes. And it has Red Feather guy. <laughs> red, so.
1: we, wait, is Red Feather the new term for red shirt in this movie?
0: <laughs> no, I'm talking about that one jerky guy. Oh, who that's had the, right. And, that's right. And she's like, there's a thing. And he's like, there's not a thing. We're taking you back. And and then they get in a, a little fist fight. That's it. She holds her own, but there's too many guys around. That's it. She ends up getting tied up and you're bringing, getting brought back. By hook or by crook. <laughs> and it's by hook.
1: Yes. This is tradition. Oh. The hook tradition. But then the predator catches up with them. Because at this point, the predator does have we were speaking earlier, like he knows the prey he's going after. He's not going for whatever's available. He has like a certain honor code or methodology to what he's doing.
0: Yeah, what's interesting is is that the predator follows the same rule as the Comanches do in that big hunt that she's trying to do. That's it. The thing has to be able to hunt you
1: back. That's it. Yeah. But you have to look at it and say, this is as far as you go. No more. Yes. This is it. Yeah. I love that whole montage. Yeah. The predator shows up, and this is, I think, the first instance where we get to see the predator do what he does best, which is take out everybody. Mm-hmm. I love this.
0: But we also get to see what the Comanches do best, which is fight really hard and fearlessly.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With their crazy, like they have the bow grip that they have, yes, which I'm sure is historically yep. accurate. Yep. but that's wonderful.
0: And they have their they have their lances.
1: They have the lances. They yeah. have the spears. They're helping each other out. They're distracting with their calls. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> She's like untie me, untie me, you know. <laughs> and they're like no. But yes, I just love the war cries and they're not as scared of this thing. They get good hits on the predator. Absolutely. They beat the crap out of him.
1: We get to see some green glow in the dark yeah. blood. But it is the predator, so. Yeah. I thought there was a visual gaffe. I was a, I was ready to call this out because uh Naru was in the river and had all her experiences and yeah, her yeah. face makeup comes off. Yeah, yeah. They show a character in this scene Mm-hmm. That eventually helps out, which I later learned. But it has the same face makeup. I'm like, oh, they messed up. But it was a it was a, a misdirect, and I fell for it. Oh, but,
0: well, he was the guy who was in the 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 brush later
1: or the grass later. Yes, and oh, he's, he's the one that helps wh- her get away. But they then do that that scene from above where the invisible predator all you see is a spray of blood. Oh man, that's the cinematography, like you're saying. Yeah. Holy cow shouldn't be this good.
0: This is where, interesting thing, I don't know if this has been established in Predator lore before, but she gets caught in one of those French traps and the suddenly she's not a threat anymore. She's not, she can't hunt back. So the Predator's just like, he's like, what the heck is this? And he pulls the chain up like she did. Yes. And kind of looks at it like she did. And then he's like, all right, deuces.
1: I think it's the honor code we were hitting it and yeah. that you mentioned in that you want to have a worthy opponent. Right, right. So if somebody's going to interfere and make them a less worthy opponent, that's not a f- fair game. Yeah. Again, I mean, again, we're talking about a game where two people kill each yeah, other, I so know, right. fair game, whatever. I would justify that as the Predator honor code. Like, she's right. been weakened by outside sources. This wouldn't be a fair fight. I'm going to bide my time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, and I noticed, too, they sh- this was another show-not-tell thing. They showed it many times when he's looking through his visor it would do that like triangle thing on things that were weapons. A threat? Yep. Yeah, on threats. And he was like looking at her, and there was like, he's like, oh, well, deuces. And she's like, okay, that was weird. And then here comes the cigar holding French bastard.
1: The French fur trapper. <laughs> the well. alternate protagonist or antagonist yep. to this movie. Yeah. Yep. This is like we were talking about earlier. So, like, there's a Comanche version of this movie. Uh, there's Hunt for Red October, tried to do it with Russian. Something they absolutely made a decision about that I love, they don't translate any of the French. Nope. It's just these are new foreigners in her land. Mm-hmm. We are in her perspective. Yes. We don't know anything that That's she-
0: why we understand Comanche.
1: Oh, it's wonderful, though, because all these French people are yelling. I haven't even gotten to look up the translations. I'm sure like, if there's like French people that are fluent in French, they probably got more out of this movie. Mm-hmm. But I was just in her spot. like They're yelling these words. I have no idea what they mean. Fortunately, the the movie creators were smart enough to do the D and D trick, which is oh, we have a priest and a priest speaks all languages, yeah. so he's going to play the translator. But that's all we get as mm-hmm. far as the French goes, and I love that decision a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I agree as well. It, it it didn't bother me in the least that I didn't understand what they were saying. Their actions spoke louder than their words. The intention sure. comes through. You could tell that they were dirty little French trappers, and apparently they've been they've known about this predator the whole time.
1: Yep, yeah, because and that's where the priest comes in. He's like, "What do you know about this creature?" Yeah, and she did.
0: I don't know much. Oh, okay, we have your brother too, and we're gonna like cut him across the torso.
1: That's such an effective scene. It's super convenient, though. <laughs> like, I get that they call con- your dog too. <laughs> yeah, we have your brother here. Like, it's super effective, but that is one thing that they show and don't tell us about. Yeah. And I'm kind of want like, how did like? I mean, he's he's war chief. Mm -hmm. How did they get the best of him?
0: Yeah. I don't know. It might have been a thing where originally they were going to do something to the dog and they went, no, we can't do anything to the dog. They tried it again. The
1: stupid French, the stupid predators, leave the dog alone.
0: You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. But they decided to use them as bait. Yes. Which was weird because the predator doesn't take bait.
1: But it's established in the movie, like that's a tactic that works. Yeah. I, I mean, we're we're supposed to consider the French sort of incompetent as far as the bad guys in this movie go.
0: Well and well that that's the thing, is that I think the deal is, is that I mean the predator is also hyper intelligent. Absolutely. And he's like, Oh, well now I know where all you guys are now. You're where you put your bait, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: And then he proceeds in awesome wow. Predator fashion. He's the, like, oh, you're an inconvenience to me and my goal, so I'm going to take all of you out.
0: Yes, it was the the French trapper massacre of <laughs> 1712, is that when we say we are? 1719.
1: 1719. About the same time. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is where we get his full arsenal. Yes. He has his spear. He has his constricting net that cuts yes. through people.
0: They catch him at first, which is... Yeah, <laughs> Mikey just made, made a, a face. face. I made a face.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's this scene, but there's a scene where Predator gives up an arm, which he does in a couple of the movies. Yeah. But, like, that's the Predator. Like, yeah. you can... We said earlier, like, the Comanches put up a good stand, but the Predator knows his limits. Like, yeah, he'll yeah. let you get a couple in because mm-hmm. he knows the end game. Right, right, this, right. This is more of that. He's like, oh, yeah. you're French. Oh, you have one bullet that you... I love this scene. They they all shoot at him and then they have to spend like thirty, <laughs> 30 seconds reloading. He's just sitting there like he's just like looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> holding his bullet repellent shield, being like, Okay, take your time. I'm gonna murder you anyway. Let's go.
0: Do you know what's interesting is that they took into account the they tried to make the technology a little bit less technological than in the
1: original Predator movies. Absolutely. Uh, which I thought was neat. Then we'll jump into this because I have this in my notes as a question. So going off that, because I'm with you, one of the things that's awesome about this movie, we've talked about power creep before and power balance. They do a great job of it in this movie. The things that the Comanche do and eventually get to with Naru, it all makes sense and it sort of matches what the Predator's doing. My question to you is, is this a predator like limiting himself to go back to a time period he knows has certain technology? Or is this actually, like, as much as it's early Americas, early Native Americans, is this early Predator tribe, and they don't have...
0: It's supposed to be the latter, the The creator said as much.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, they were talking about that shoulder weapon thing he has that he uses in the
1: later ones. Yep, Predator 2. Yeah, they're like, that hadn't been invented yet. So these are... For as much as we're talking about early peoples of the of the Comanche and the French, this is early Predator people. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, wonderful.
0: That's why, and they even said it was kind of fun to because that's that way they could think of new things. Absolutely, and then keep the old things that were old and new. It sounds weird because we're talking about old and kind of... But anyway, (laughs) they they could keep the traditional uh, things from the original Predator movies that were low-tech, like the claws or whatever you want to call those things. So, yeah.
1: His claws, he has that disc blade, he has the shield. But that makes sense because those would still exist and develop for the later movies. Yeah, exactly. Only because the internet got to me, and I'm sorry about this, but somebody made a comment about the Predator being like... Okay, if you are the predator and you're of this race of, like, we hunt everything in the universe, Mm -hmm. or we go back in time and hunt the Comanches, or we go hunt Danny Glover in L.A. in 97, Mm -hmm. there's an aspect of it. Is it. Are these, like, the actual representatives of their race, or are these, like, the safari hunting dentists, like, slash (laughs) Duck Dynasty, (laughs) like... I'm going to take my best weapons and go find what I can <laughs> yeah. because they never show it really. But
0: <laughs> Papa John. That's it. <laughs>
1: like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take all the technology I have because it gives me the advantage yeah. and go kill. But it's good that the prequel technology for the Predator applies to the prequelness of this movie. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome.
0: There was one particular kill, because there's all these, they call them the kills, Absolutely. right, in horror movies. There's one particular kill that made me make noises out loud. Uh-oh, which it one? Was when, it was when he took the bear trap and threw it and caught the guy in the head with yes. the bear trap. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was like,
1: oh, god. They do such a good job in this movie of spacing them out, but that's that's what you sign up for a Predator movie for. It's yeah. like, oh, how's he going to take out that guy? Yeah. Gun? That was, <laughs> yeah. but he takes out all the fringe, and then they give uh, Tabe the line, which comes from Arnold from the first one. He says, "Yes, him and him and his sister Naru are like, what are we gonna do? Like, he just took out this whole mm-hmm. platoon, and Tabe is like, if it bleeds, we can kill. it. Yes, <laughs> oh, I, I was it. like, yeah."
0: It was funny too, like, because, you know, she's like, don't worry about it. He's not going to hurt us while we're trapped like this. Yes. But we got to get out of here. And she sees one of the traps. She knows how they work now. That's and it. So she starts kind of using her foot to drag it over. And she's talking about she once saw a snared beaver or something chew his leg off or fox was, or yeah, she, I yeah, forget she, what the yeah. animal was. And he like literally is like thinking that she's going to like cut her arm off, but then she just has it snap the rope and she's like, I'm smarter than a beaver. I think it was a beaver. Wasn't it a beaver?
1: Which is funny because that actor's last name is Beavers. (laughs) I think that was intentional. to Just be like, I'm smarter than you. Beavers. (laughs) No, but like that's all just showing how she's leveling up and adapting and like, the fact that she even mentions like an animal will gnaw its arm off to get out of a trap—that's what the predator does. Mm-hmm. This is not the first movie he's done it in, but he does it in this movie as well. So the fact that this is this speaks to the power balance again. She knows her enemy yeah. because her enemy knows her, mm-hmm. and they're both on the honor system. One's an alien, one's a Comanche, but they're on the same level. Yeah, I love I love that mirroring. I love that thematic element. Mm-hmm. It's great.
0: The next important bit is a bit where she's given. A pistol by that priest or whatever that guy was the guy the translator we'll call him yep the poor guy had his leg chopped off and she's treating it and he's like I'm not like the rest of them help me please and he's like here take this pistol this is how you use it and the brilliant part was is that she uses it wrong at first <laughs> which is it's it's I love that those are the little tiny things that make something go from corny to not corny like cause, with you. That's the quote-unquote Mary Sue problem. Is yeah. Like, oh, okay, a small little instruction and whatever. You're perfect yeah, at it. Yeah, but she, she tries it and it doesn't work, and then they show her behind the tree going like, okay, a little bit, but not too much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like reciting what he had told her. But it's through him that she finds out that her purple flowers or whatever, they're a special I flower. think it's, it's an orange. Orange, orange flowers. That's, That's right. They... Basically, like cool your core down or whatever, so you slow. It'll slow your blood, so it doesn't flow out, and it makes you invisible to the predators' heat vision.
1: Which makes sense if you're a fan, because you know the predators' sort of mask view is infrared. Yeah, it picks up on body mm-hmm. heat. So if you lower your body heat, absolutely, he's and, not going to see
0: you. And she finds out in the most gruesome way because she gave some to the translator guy to help so him out. Yeah. To help him out. And the predator shows up. So he's like, I'm just going to play dead. Mm -hmm. And he's looking around, doesn't even see him, steps on him. So he's like, oh, and then he's like, he just just instinctively just throws his whatever those claws into him. And you're like, oh, man, I was hoping that guy.
1: No, he, he had a gun. He was missing a leg. He yeah, was another red shirt. Well, I know, but I was hoping
0: he might show up later with like a peg leg or something.
1: They did try to help each other yeah. out, but it is kind of funny. She was like, that's how a gun works? Like, I gave you medicine and it's just this easy to use a gun, which she doesn't do the uh, right yeah. the first time. This does smash cut us to the scene where she kind of needs the gun. So the main French guy is bathing in a river while she's oh, hiding man.
0: Out. She goes, she cuts his leg off. She's a Comanche. Oh, absolutely. She's a Comanche. I love it. Some people were like disturbed by that. They're like, what the heck? And I was like, you guys need to read Native American history,
1: man. Or go watch the movie Hell or High Water, which is where they have the line you know what Comanche means?
0: Enemy of everyone. So true. Yeah.
1: This scene caught me. I don't know if it was just because I was paying more attention in this moment, but she goes to use the gun because she's yeah. like, I have this gun now. I'll take out this guy that I know is a French yeah. guy and his bad. Decides oh, her
0: brother gun- just got killed, too. We forgot to talk about that.
1: Oh, he does die in the French battle. Yeah. I thought it was later.
0: No, it is. It's right after the it's right after the guy gets stepped on.
1: Because he distracts her with the horses. Yeah. Comanche and horses. Yeah. Oh, that whole scene, we glanced over it. That's a fault on our part because him coming back, him stepping up and being oh. the last distraction for his sister. Yeah. Wonderful stuff.
0: He beats the crap out of the... the, Frankly, spoiler alert, he does for her what she did for him. Yes. She weakened the lion, Mm -hmm. and he weakened the predator.
1: But in such commanding fashion, with all the whoops and hollering, I love it.
0: It's awesome. It was great. And then sacrifices himself to save his sister. Wonderful.
1: And that's it. And so she's at the river. She has her gun. She sees the last remaining French person.
0: The big fat guy who cut her brother across the chest. That's it. The leader or whatever. Smokes cigars.
1: It was the cigar smoker. So that was him. She aims the gun and then says, No, I'm not going to do this. And you're like, Oh, she's having some mercy. She's learning from her Mm, ways. Nope. She's going to brain him with a rock (laughs) instead. Cut off his leg and use him as bait for her <laughs> final kill because she is a predator herself.
0: Yes, it's great.
1: Amazing! They set this up from the beginning. Like bait is a thing, using prey to attract the predator. Right. Like they keep showing us this in little little bit of detail, and then oh yeah, this is how it's going to pay out for the third act. Right.
0: I mean, she even like makes a weapon accessible for him, but now is smart enough to know to take the powder out. That's right. But the Predator isn't smart enough to know that it doesn't have any powder in it. So he sees the guy as a threat. Meanwhile, she's eaten some of the flowers, so he can't even see her. So she's cloaked herself the way he cloaked. So she's using his own tricks against him, basically.
1: And she's adapting just like the Predator does. Uh-huh. It's a worthy opponent. It's power balance. Right. Oh, it's so good.
0: Shoots him in the back of the head and knocks his mask off. And then she's like, oh, wait a minute. I can use that.
1: Yeah, this is where the only time we get to see the actual Predator face. Yeah. One little tidbit that happened in this scene, though, that I love, and I don't know if it's intentional or just sort of should have passed by. So we were talking about the infrared predator vision and it mm. has that little triangle saying, here's yeah. a threat. There's one scene right before, or right when he approaches her and he notices that the axe she's holding is a threat and then it goes to her forehead and knows that that's a threat.
0: Oh. It's super quick. I don't know if
1: it's intentional, but there is a moment where he, like, accesses the threat of she has a weapon She's smart.
0: Oh. And it's real quick and
1: passing. I don't know if it was just like, let the let the diagram pass over. But I, I, I think it's a little Easter egg. Yeah. But go I check think
0: it you, out. No, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. But between her and the dog, she's able to... See, this is why we needed the quicksand. Because she tricks him into going there. That's it. Because she's like, oh, I have his mask now. I think I can set a trap with his
1: mask. There you go.
0: So she's like, let's grab the fat guy's leg and make a blood trail for him to follow.
1: <laughs> and all of this also is an homage to the old Arnold. Like the only reason Arnold was able to uh, overcome and beat the Predator in the original was because he set up all these traps. Yeah,
0: she set up a whole bunch of traps just like Arnold did. That's they it. They were very similar traps too. It was great.
1: Oh, good job.
0: Now this one little part, this Go one for little it. part is where we are going into Scott's favorite segment called Kevin the Script Doctor. <laughs> I love it. He wants to call it Kev Rewrites, but I don't want to rewrite it. I just want to script doctor it a little bit. I
1: asked the script doctor, whatever should I do?
0: The ultimate thing she does is she was able to set up his mask so that when he stands up in the bog and is going to shoot her with the bolts, Yes, they're heat seeking or whatever. They go wherever those lasers are.
1: They do have a homing device. Yeah,
0: and ends up shooting himself in the side of the head, <laughs> you know, to take him out. Now, my only problem is, is that how did she know exactly where the side of his head would be? It was too convenient. He could have stood up anywhere in the bog. He stands up. And I, I, I'm I, with you. I have a feeling like how tall do you think that, how tall do you think that Nehru is? Like five feet max? True. I think that bog is probably only like five feet deep. Mm-hmm. So, like, he just stood up. You know what I mean? I'm it's like you. tall guy <laughs> in the shallow end. Or, you know, it's like, because she has him rising up. She's like, I got him. And then he rises up scarily like Jason coming. But I literally think he was just like, well, I got a good three feet more Why not in the air here. Yeah. I mean, he's like, oh, I can touch the bottom. I'm good. What if he didn't even stand up fully? He just crouched out of the water. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm with you. So, like, I have no problem with her using that against him. Mm-hmm. But I think that. She should have, like, I originally thought, too, I thought she had it behind her. Gotcha. And I thought she was going to pull one of those things, like, when he pulled it up and then shot, because they, they've already established that she has, like, you know, agility plus 20 yep. or whatever, <laughs> or she could have, like, had it hidden under something and, like, revealed it was something. I get you. Uh, instead of, because I was kind of like, well, it's kind of convenient that she got it in exactly the right place. But if it was some way that she would have like dodged to the side and aimed it at him or whatever, because once the bolts are gone, the bolts are gone. They already established that. Absolutely. That was the one little thing in this whole movie of all this absurd stuff that that I was willing to suspend my disbelief. That was the one little thing because she's like, do it, do it. and I, I literally thought, seriously, I thought that the skull was behind her head.
1: That's why she was egging him on
0: right there right, face to face. Right. I'm with but you. But it was like off. Because if you're putting him behind your head, you know he's going to shoot you. Absolutely. So that's how you do it. And then that's a stupid slash brave thing to do. I'm so that's you. what I thought was going to happen. But. Whatever.
1: And it totally could have happened that way. To your point, it is a little, I don't know if cheesy is the right word. It's a little convenient that there are a bunch of bank shots off the trees and it does line up. It triangulates perfectly yeah. and it goes to the side of his head they did justify it a little bit is she is at this point, a master tracker. Like Mm -hmm. she knows how to set a trap. Yeah. She knows her enemy so she can prepare for it. That's what the whole leveling up for this movie had been, Mm -hmm. but I'm with you. It is, it is the third act sort of here's the hero shot. Yeah. Right. Cause they show her jam. They
0: show her like jam the mask down into position. And I literally thought that position was behind her head. I gotcha. So I thought that's what, but, and when I found out that it was like off to the side, I was like, wait a minute. He could move like a foot in either direction and no good anymore.
1: And there was the beat right before that same fight scene, but she had set up spikes in a tree that she knew he was going to run into because she was going to like deflect and push him into Mm -hmm. it. It's like, okay, you get away with that once. Okay, it's going to work for every trap you set. I get it. But You got to have the third act though. Yeah, I get (laughs) it.
0: I get it. I get it. It's just one of those
1: things. But she does the speech again. This is her big hunt. This is her enemy. Mm That she has to kill because she knows the enemy is fighting back, and she even says it to his face. This is as far as you go. No more. This mm-hmm. is it. And then she's covered in glow in the dark blood, and I kind of love this. I don't know if people will say this is cheesy or on the nose, but she gives out the Comanche whoops, yeah, yeah like yeah. in her battle. But it's a like it's real short. Like mm-hmm. it's emo, it, emotional. It's passionate. Yeah. But her brother just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her mom, she doesn't know it, but her mom just found out that she thinks her and her brother are dead. Yeah, so, yeah. like, everybody's like, what is happening? But I'm glad they gave her a little moment of success.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. Of course, happiest ending. She shows up with the head of this predator and then Easter egg, right? Yes. Gives the chief that pistol. That's it? Which he Did sh-
1: it have a name on it? Yes. Okay, What's I didn't catch the it's name. It's
0: the name of the translator guy.
1: Oh, okay. Alazani or whatever it Ra- is.
0: Raphael Adolini.
1: Adolini, there it
0: is. And then it said 17... I think that's where 1712... I think it said 1712 on the thing. That makes sense. It said 1712 or 1715. I don't remember. But that's the pistol the prayers give Danny Glover... In Predator 2.
1: I didn't. Oh, I totally missed that. But that is awesome. Yeah. That is amazing.
0: Because, spoiler alert for that one if you guys don't know, <laughs> but the Predators have this code yes. and if you take one of them out, you're an equal and, yeah, yeah. They, and they just leave you be.
1: A worthy opponent.
0: Yeah, a worthy opponent. And that's what, that's what happened in that movie. And I guess they give you a trophy. Now, the question is how to get back to the Predators. And that's in the cartoons at the end. Did you watch all the cartoons at the end?
1: I I did, and I want to get to it, but one last beat before it happens, only because it's all in all the press marketing materials. I was like, why is her face green and everything? But there is one scene where she comes back with the Predator head. She's the hero. She comes back. This is intentional, and I love it, but this is cinematography done two thumbs up, is that she has new war paint, and the war paint is the blood of the Predator yeah. yeah, yeah. and it's all glow-in-the-dark. Wonderful. But that ending animatronic sequence. Yes.
0: Yeah, they're supposed to be the they're supposed to be the um the paintings that they do on their teepees. Yes. And basically it's it's kind of neat because it reminded me of like Wally at the end. They do that at Wally at the end. I always <laughs> love that yeah. part. It makes me cry and <laughs> Wally, but this didn't make me cry. But it basically shows her it shows the entire movie in pictograms. That's it. All the adventures and stuff, which is what the Comanches did to show events that happen and it all makes sense. But then in the very end, they have that end scene out of the skies come predator ships.
1: I think that's the it's the horror movie beat to show like right. everything's fine except for oh wait, one last thing is going to happen again and there's a fleet of ships coming after right. you now.
0: There's two theories out there and I think only one is right because it makes sense from what we just said and happened in Predator 2. Yes. The first theory is is that they showed up and massacred the village and took the pistol away. That's it. But that's not what they do. What they do is what we saw in Predator 2. They show up, are like, you killed one of us. You are worthy. Here's your trophy. Here's something. Or it begs the question. And then I actually read someone said that, and correct me if I'm wrong out there. if anyone knows Comanche culture, but you're not allowed. Not I don't know if it's an allowed thing. Mm-hmm. It's in bad manners that if someone gives you something... You have to give them something back. Gotcha. It would almost be a thing that if they showed up, yes, and they were like, "You're worthy." Here's whatever they give. That the chief might be like, "Well, here's something valuable from us too." I Plus, the, the the pistol would probably to him as he's like, "Here, take this stupid thing." That I don't. It's like a fancy club. Uh, what you know.
1: Yeah. No, I get you. I think it's way more, I think it's a little bit more simple than that. I think, I really think it's just the horror movie beat in that, that they're going to make more of the prey lane of these, yeah. whether it's going to be these characters, probably not because no, no characters they, have carried over for they Predator. They to
0: move around like Assassin's Creed.
1: But if the gun is sort of like the Easter egg link that keeps showing up. Yeah. In the Predator's possession, which is kind of how it has to be, but yeah. if the ships are coming, I'm sorry, they're going to take that gun. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that is the sort of like Easter egg that ties in the next couple maybe. movies and yeah. ends up at Predator 2.
0: We'll see, but I think that since they seem to be honoring, like they use lines from the original movies and stuff, they seem to be honoring it, and then if in Predator 2, that's what they do to someone who kills a predator. There you go. It seems like she's honored somehow, but if they do more of these, I think they should do Assassin's Creed. I want to see a Samurai oh. Ninja Predator. Absolutely. I want to see... Napoleonic era or Civil War or something. If Predator takes it.
1: over the British Tea Company. I'm so, with you. Yeah,
0: something like that.
1: <laughs> or the Indian uh, Indian Tea Company, sorry.
0: Yeah, there, there's so much you could do.
1: He could visit every time period. Yes, um, Assassin's Creed style. That's the best.
0: It would be awesome.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah,
0: it would be great. Predator in World War II. I know that's kind of close, but... I'm just thinking of like, I just think I was thinking of Save It Private Ryan mixed with Predator. I'm just thinking of like really successful big things because Shogun mixed with Predator. There you go. You got the samurai thing.
1: I'm with you. My brain went silly and I was like, how far back can you go? Can you do like Predator versus Dinosaurs? And it's like Predator, Jurassic Park. Jurassic
0: Park. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess so. There would be no dialogue at all. No, it's just Dinosaurs versus Predator.
1: And I would watch that. Yeah, I think I might watch that too. As long as it's an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So, um, hey, we're at the end. That yeah. means it's time for the pizza. Is here? The
0: pizza is here, everybody.
1: Time to rate this pizza.
0: Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, we do always do a pizza rating for our um, movies and shows that we review, even books. We've done that as well. Out of eight slices of pizza, eight being the best, none being the worst, and we can add toppings and stuff to Goose It is the most loosey-goosey, obscure rating system in the world that we love it. Of course. So, Mikey, out of eight slices of pizza, what do you give Hulu's streaming prey?
1: Prey? Um... I guess the caveat is that I love Predator 2. That's my favorite of the Predator movies. And I learned doing research for this movie that that is the lowest rated of the Predator movies. I I disagree. Same. Like, what are you people doing? It's Danny Glover. Come on now. So I guess that makes me biased. I don't know. But I enjoyed everything they did in this movie. It it gets a full eight slices for me. I will watch this again. I will recommend it to people. Here's what I'll do, though. No toppings. Oh. Because I want to see where they go from it. You're talking Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. We talked about the beat at the end. I know there's more coming, and I want to see if they keep up the threshold. So eight-slice cheese for me, but eight slices all the way. I enjoyed the crap out of this movie.
0: I also really like Predator (laughs) 2. I don't know if it's just because that came out in, what, 90?
1: Came out in 1990, and it was technically a future movie because it's set in 97.
0: Right. So that came out in 1990. So I was 16 years old. They're perfect. Yeah, I I saw. I remember seeing it in the theater. It's one of those things where I'm biased. I'm biased. I oh, the right age or the right time. That's that. If Predator is not a movie for 16 year old boys, I don't know what it is. I'm with you. I agree. This movie falls right in into that lane. I love historical stuff. It falls into what we're saying. Tell us stories of the other people that you want to be inclusive. I love. As someone who's Italian American, it hurts my heart that they used to use like Italians to play Native Americans back in old <laughs> Hollywood. What are you doing? The fact that there's all these wonderful Native American actors Absolutely. and they're starting to show up in things, I love it. I, I, I love all of them. They have the coolest names in the world. <laughs> I want to be friends with all of them. <laughs> I want to go native, basically. Let's do it. Like Let's in go. olden times. But I only have that one problem. Like I said, that I want a script doctor. The one problem with the mask.
1: And so. it is one of the moments of suspension of disbelief, but I get so, you.
0: So I'm actually right with you. That one problem isn't enough for me to take a slice off of. I love so it. I'm eight slices, but I'm not going to put toppings on it because of that problem. <laughs> so That's I'm fair. eight slices cheese, just like you. But this is a full eight slicer. Maybe. I you know what, though? I'm changing it right now. I am. I'm putting one topping on. there. Okay just because i love the performances in here so much absolutely and i love this type of inclusion this is what you do this is inclusion done right absolutely eight slice one topping for me it what's, would have been a supreme
1: what's the one topping though is it, oh is it is it beaver meat is it yeah we snake? have
0: to <laughs> no yeah we have to go something <laughs> uh, venison there you go some buffalo kind. pizza or buf- oh ground buffalo ground bison there you go that would be good, too. Yeah.
1: And then one last question on based on that rating. Somebody that hasn't seen any Predators, could they jump into this movie and have a good time?
0: They could definitely jump in this movie and have a good time, but I would recommend watching one and two. Oh, absolutely. I don't know about three. Do you think you need to see the third one for uh, this? Because it didn't seem there was any references to it at all. There was references to the one and two, both.
1: Yeah, three and four are just extensions on the theme of one and two. So one and yeah. two for sure. But even if this is your first one, have at it.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So Mikey and I really like this. I'm so and can I just say, I'm so glad because we've been so disappointed. Stuff gets us excited. It's true. And then it's like, uh, okay, but this paid off. This Absol- this was great. And I'm I'm going to watch this thing multiple other times. I'm going to watch it in Comanche <laughs> all the way through at least once. It. Because it sounds, I love how those native languages sound. They're so cool sounding to me. They're so different than anything else.
1: And based on everything that happens, you can still pick it up. You don't even, you just let it, be immersed by it. Yeah,
0: it's great. We want to know what you guys think. Let us know. Hit us up on all our social medias, at AssumingPod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also want you guys to send us a long form message. You can hit us up on our Gmail, Gmail Dot com. And every week I ask Mikey, how would you like the Gmail formatted, Mikey? Well, this should be fun this week.
1: Uh, the easy answer is Comanche. Yeah, <laughs> You can find a translator out there. Yeah. Or if you want to be a predator, if you want to be alien, there's hieroglyphs. I saw it on his little wristband. I oh, saw yeah. it on his helmet. Figure out the predator code. I'll figure out how to de- decipher it and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah. All right. Sounds great. If all else fails, you can just grab some buffalo hide and draw on it <laughs> for us.
1: Just well, don't leave your cigar there. Little
0: pictograms. Oh, yeah. Make sure you use all of the buffalo. <laughs> Dang please, it. Please, please. it's
1: there.
0: Use all of the buffalo. <laughs> 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 well, We want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to like and share and subscribe and tell your friends all about it. We have fun, and we want you guys to have fun listening. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing, Not Scott Productions for our equipment, and Jazzar for our music. I well, hope you guys have a great week. I wish I knew some, like, a Comanche sign-off.
1: Um, here's all you need to know if it bleeds you can kill it (laughs)